like this is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Dudes Who Bet Sports show, and welcome to the Preakness preview edition of the show, Pop, or, or Preakness issue of the show. Yeah, I said that, right? What's up, Papa Dude? How's it going? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, leg two coming up, uh, what, about 48, less than, well, a little more than 48 hours. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk a little bit about the race. We're going to talk about the contenders. We're also going to talk a little bit about, maybe get, get your take maybe on what could the Preakness do to kind of make this better than what it is. So uh, we're going to get into a little bit of that. Uh, how's it been going? We've seen we've been it's been a week since we've been on. How you been? I've been great, haven't you? Good. Kind of, kind of. We wound down from the Derby. Had a week pretty much off. Uh, We didn't have a Sunday show because of Mother's Day. Yeah. And uh, there hadn't been a whole lot to bet on. Really, things have kind of slowed down in the sports world, and they're they're still exciting with the playoffs and everything. But there's not as many games as there was because we're narrowing it down. We're down to four teams in hockey, and the NBA. You know, I I feel like the mojo coming in the Preakness is better than the mojo going into the Derby. You I, do. I, I just, you know, if you, if, for people who don't know, my my wife got back ended and it broke like the oh, axle yeah, yes. on our tire, and so uh, we I didn't have a car for like a lot of Friday, Saturday. Now though, I just got a call. The car is fixed. It took oh, two weeks, yes. but it's fixed, and I'm like. I think I think there's some mojo. I think there's some good mojo going on. So, yes, and and you got a new car too. So, yes, you, you did that, and yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, it, okay. That was about as bad a day as you could possibly have. Yes, that was the day before the derby, right? Or was it? Yes, yes. it couldn't have got any worse. It was bad. Yeah, because the yeah. other car wouldn't start. My other car wouldn't start. It was just the battery. We we got it fixed, but hey. A lot of car or the other car wouldn't start. So we went and got a new car and this, we got the Jeep going to be fixed. So I feel like we're coming into this a lot better. I, I, <laughs> you know, we, we don't have seven horses scratched out of the race yet, you know, which would be really bad. because We don't be- have, uh, we don't have like a hundred of them to pick from either. No. Even and- after the seven scratched, we still had too many. So <laughs> hey, the Derby winner is in the race. That yes. Race? Yes. I mean, Hey. Yes, so that's added a little excitement uh, yeah. to it. But it does, since we've gotten in, you know, I never thought of it before, never studied it before. I don't know if it's always been this way, but the Preakness is kind of the worst one of the three, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And and I don't, you know, it's just, there's a lot of, they, they just don't, the, uh, somebody in the Kentucky Derby do not go to the Preakness unless they win it. Yep, yep. All right, let's get into the Preakness. Let's just start hey. with Preakness Field. We'll, we'll talk about the actual field, talk about the race as well. I'm just going to go go through them kind of one by one, and then we'll, right. we'll make our picks at the end. Um, we'll just kind of bounce back and forth. Let's start with National Treasure. He draws the rail. Uh, he's been disappointing, no doubt about it, but Bob Baffert back in Triple Crown races, so that within itself is a little bit of a story. I, I think you're kind of – I'm not, I don't want to take a, take it out of your, your mouth there. I don't know if you're high on him or not, but kind of tell me about what you think of national treasure. Well, I'm not, I'm not high on him uh, because he hadn't done anything, uh, but 
that one, uh, of the new shooters that are in this, I think he's the logical one, maybe that could beat the horse, uh, the mage, because of the quality of race he's been in. He has been in some very good races and been beaten by some pretty good horses. He can't. He, you know, he was awesome in his maiden. Everybody thought this was the horse for Baffert, and he's just not lived up to those expectations. You guys were talking about it this morning. He's kind of nuts, you know. I'm sure they're trying to figure out what to do with him. Uh, he's got all kinds of talent. He could put it together. It's a possibility that he could. You know, I don't know that he's good enough. You know, he hasn't shown that he is, but he's one to kind of look at. I think. He's a little scary. Uh, I think he he's working out about as well as he's he's worked in his whole uh, life, basically. Uh, I, I I talked to John White a little bit earlier uh, in the week, and I said, "Hey, because he's got his finger on the pulse of the California horses. I mean, yes. he lives out there. He, he's he's a mile and a sixteenth from the op or from the front gate there at Santa Anita, as John likes to say. So he knows what's going on with them." And I said, hey, what's the buzz? You know, what are you hearing? He goes, look, he's working well. He, he's really coming into the race well, especially his last workout was well. But he's not for me because he just hasn't shown that step up. And Absolutely. that's what he's going to have to do here. Um, you know, Baffert back in the Triple Crown scene, I think, is a factor for sure. Yes. Um, this is a, still a horse that had to change hands, and now he's back with him. So, I don't know. He's not for me in this race. I get if he is for you, for you guys listening, some of you are going to pick him. I get it. I understand it. I see the positives. I, yeah. I think it's too big of a step up for him. It probably is. I was just saying, if you're looking for one of the new shooters, he's one I think yeah. you have to consider. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I never thought I'd ever say this, but I'm going to, I think, because I'm not a Baffert fan, but I think for the good of the sport, it's nice to have him in the race for him to have a horse in the race. I agree. I think the punishment was, I mean, he needed to be punished, but yeah. I think it's over and I think it's, it's time to move on. Yeah. yeah. He is one of the stars of horse racing. Yep. And I think we need our stars in this. And he adds a little bit of star power to a field that doesn't have a whole lot of star power in it. Yeah. But how yep. about that? <laughs> it's time for him to be back. He he served the punishment. Well, he, he tried every way not to, but he, oh, he yeah. did serve the punishment, and it's over, and I'm glad it's over, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Uh, the number two is Chase the Chaos. I mean, is there any any way, shape, or form this horse gets it done? No, beside his name there, it says 50 to 1, so let's move to the next one. Okay, that sounds good to me. I don't think he's got much of a shot in here. I'm glad he's here to kind of, you know, have a, a bigger field. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he's got much of a shot. Big-time outsider. All right, number three is Mage. Obviously, Kentucky Derby winner. Uh, is this race for you as simple as it for me? Because for me, it's if he shows up with his best, they're going to be running for second. I agree, totally. The only question I think, and we talked about this morning, and I think everybody's talking about it. Can he come back in two weeks? That's that's the question. He's he's lightly raced. He's never came back on this short a notice. Uh, most horses don't, so we just don't know whether he can or not. The fact that he's lightly lightly raced might help. Mm -hmm. You know, he's only had four starts there all this year. Um, so that's the question. Can he come back? Will he run his best race? Blah, blah, blah. Does he get a good trip? You'd think he would with only eight horses. 
that's the only thing. I think he's an easy winner if he can come back. Yeah, it's all going to be how he comes back. Uh, you know, there's no signs that he's he's not doing well. There never really is signs. Though. No. <laughs> you never really know. Until they teach a horse to talk, I don't think we're going to be able to definitively say there's any signs. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I just think it's it, it's one of those things when the gates open, he's either going to want to do it or he's not. I Look, I, I think he doesn't have to be quite as good as he was in the Kentucky Derby, and he could still win in this one. But he's going to have to be sharp. He's going to still have to have a very good effort to beat a few of these. So, I listen, I, I think he's going to be tough in here. I think May is just going to show up with a good effort. I, I, I'm i pretty confident he'll show up and run pretty well. All right, the number four is Coffee with Chris, the local horse here. Uh, they're excited to be in the race, but does the excitement kind of end when the gates open for them? I think so. I think if there was like 20 in the field, this one would probably be 18th maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he just it's definitely a hey, they, they the the preakness came up light. We've got a chance to do something yeah. that we probably wanted to do forever. Let's try it. He's got a good track record. I mean, he's won some races, he's in a lot of stakes races, but they're minor stakes races. Yeah. Huge step up. Uh yeah, there's I can't there's just no reason to really logically think he's got a chance. If he if he can get out towards the front maybe he can hang around and get a piece of it. I think yeah. that's what they're going to try to do. Just try to get him out towards the front and see how far he can take him. But I'm not. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I think fourth, fifth, that's probably his max, but we've seen crazier things. All right. Number five, red route one. Of course, the last time he raced, you were there live and in person. You saw him win the bathhouse row stakes. What do you think? Red route one for Asmussen. Well, we're very familiar with him, and as you've said a lot of times, we know exactly what this horse is going to do. This is one that we know. He's going to get way off the pace and then make a big run at the end, and he he's impressive making these big runs, there's no doubt. But can he catch a horse like Mage who may be too far ahead of him? That's the key. When he's won a race or he's gotten close to winning a race, the horses haven't been real good that he had to go catch. So I think he might get a piece, though. In this field, I wouldn't be against putting him second, third, or fourth. I, I really do. I think you got to include him. I really do. I, I think, uh, you know, Dennis asked, could Red Route 1 get second? I think the answer answer is is definitely yes, he could. Mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll lay out the path where I think he could get second, and you can kind of okay. take it or leave it. Uh, I put him in third, just to be fair. But I, I think his path is this. He drops back like normal. He just kind of, Mage is going to make the first move, and he's just kind of going to follow him. And I think he's got to hope when Mage, if, when, if slash when, Mage gets by a, a horse, the horses like National Treasure and First Mission, they kind of get a little discouraged. They kind of quit a little bit. And then Red Route 1 just kind of passes them late and gets second. I think yeah. – I think that's his his path to doing it. Um, the you know, of course, uh, the other path is you know, Maze doesn't show up, yeah, or bounces, and then anybody could get second, including Red Route One. That's so, true. Um, well, I, three races back in the Rebel when he finished second, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, he he just got caught some tired horses. Yep. down the yeah. stretch. He passed then, horses yeah. who didn't really like the track. He passed yeah. horses who kind of got weird trips, and he just kind of did what he always does and he could do this he could do it again in here i i think he's the he is the most likely one to jump up and juice up a, an exacta 
I think a lot of people are going to have him in third in the trifecta. Um, but that if you could get him into that second spot, then then I think that's where his value comes in. Because if you get him into the third spot, I think a lot of people are going to try to do that. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, you see it a lot in the Preakness. If a big favorite wins, it's kind of a longer price in second. Um, and again, you know, maybe National Treasure, they just they, they send him too quick and maybe first mission doesn't fire, gets a little bit discouraged. There's things that could happen to where he'll just kind of pass. You know what Red Rat One's going to do? He's going to drop back. He's going to pass tired horses. Yeah, that's what he does. So if they're I, all tired, I guess he could win. But I, I think guess. I don't think he can win, but no, he can get a piece of it. He's won $634,000 doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a very valuable horse. And I, he, out of all of them, you know exactly what he's going to do every race. And, mm -hmm. We'll just see if he could do it. I he's he's for me underneath for sure, but um, he's always gonna he's always gonna have a ceiling. I mean, look at the bathhouse row. Uh, he, it was it took a lucky head bob for him to win that one. Absolutely, it, it was close. Is, yeah, this is tougher. So we'll yeah. see. All right, number six is perform another uh, sort of a, a local horse. Won the Tessio last time out at Laurel. They supplemented uh, him into this. He was not nominated for the Triple Crown. So they really wanted to run in this race after winning the Tessio. What's your thoughts on perform? Uh, I don't give him much of a chance either. Uh, he just broke his maiden after, mm -hmm. I think, what is five tries? And the yeah. sixth try, he finally broke his maiden. That's not a triple crown winner horse, I don't think. It doesn't happen very often, I don't think. So the fact that it took him so long to break his maiden, I, I got to hold that against him. He did come back, though, and win a smaller stakes. I guess he could get a piece of it, maybe. Yeah. But I don't think he can win. Uh, he was within five and a half lengths of Mage in that debut race. So there's something to, you know, I don't know how much you want to take into that, but there's something there. You know, he lost to some pretty nice horses. He's lost to Lost Ark, Disarm, Raise. I mean, Raise Kane is not that nice, I guess. But uh, Mage, obviously... Uh, look, I thought the Tampa race, he did kind of wake up in it. He ran pretty well. He, you know, he got Irad aboard him that day because it was a big day at Tampa. And so he was able to get a big jock. Mm -hmm. The Tessio, I was surprised he was able to move up and win that race. And the he problem is, in that race. we could talk about Maidens at Tampa and we could talk about the Tessio. This is completely different. Yes. This, this challenge is steep compared to what he's been up against. I agree. I think he can hit the board. I think he's like the poor man's red route one. If you're sitting here going, what? Well, everybody's going to use red route one. I'll use perform in second and third. I could get there with it. I could definitely see where you could, where you could, you could get there. I wouldn't talk you off of him. I don't think I'd play him to win. That's where I'm at with him. Oh, no way. No way would I play him to win. No, but I, I do think at, let's say, 12-ish, 15-ish to one, he could get third, get second, and you could get a decent payday. So I wouldn't hate using him underneath. Uh, he's not to win for me. Uh, all right, number seven, Blazing Sevens. We've seen Chad Brown do this two times in the Preakness, save a horse for this race. Uh, he did it with cloud computing. He did it with early voting. Those were two horses that could have been in the Kentucky Derby. He skipped it. He went to the Preakness, and he won. Blazing Sevens does fit that pattern. Mm -hmm. He could have been in the Derby. They skipped it. Now they're going to the Preakness. 
I think that's where the similarities end because I don't see a, the same type of talent level in Blazing Sevens that I did in cloud computing and early voting. What are your thoughts? Well, he at least has a little bit of history of running in grade ones where some of these other ones don't. True. So for those of you that kind of play that, I do a little bit. He's not going to be intimidated by these kind of horses. I mean, he's been in races, for example, on September 5th uh, last year at Saratoga. He finished third in the hopeful Forte and Gulfport were in that. Yeah. You know, and now he lost by 12 wings, <laughs> so you got to kind of consider that too. Then he turned around and won the grade one uh, champagne at uh, uh, Arlington. Vera Fine was in that. And there's Gulfport again, not Arlington. What, what did I say? Aqueduct. Belmont. Yeah, Belmont. Okay. Uh, Verified in Gulfport. We're in that. Then at Keeneland on the fourth in, in the Breeders' Cup. There's Forte Cave Rock National Treasure. You know, so he's been in races with some really good horses. His last time out finished third in at the uh, at the Bluegrass. Tappet tries verifying we're in that race and we're ahead of him. So he's shown that he can run a little bit, but he's not fared real well in these races. So kind of talking around in circles here. He's a little bit scary to me, but because of the connections and the fact that they haven't been afraid to put him in this race, I think he's one that could hit the board. Yeah, he's another one. If you want to use him underneath, I think the price is a little bit of a problem here, though, at six to one. Here's a deal. You looked at early voting last year. I mean, the horse had a good early speed. Obviously, he took him gate to wire. You look at cloud computing. The horse had early speed. Not quite like early voting, but he could get himself in that race. Mm-hmm. Blazing Sevens just doesn't have that. No, I- he does not. He's a lot like Perform in Red Route 1 where he's just going to drop back and make one run. And so, and the thing is, Aaron, look at if you look, his run's not very impressive. There's no. He doesn't close like they do. Yeah, I know Samich really believes this is a one-turn sprinter who closes from out of the cl- from the clouds and and you look, you know, three of the or the two, excuse me, the first three races, he won two of them doing that. Yeah. One-turn race closing from the clouds. Um, So, yeah, in the the one that he lost, Forte beat him, you know. So I I think he definitely – I think he deserves to be here. I don't think he plays much of a factor in this race, honestly. If it it fits me, I I would rather go red rut one and perform underneath and try to get a bigger price than Blazing Sevens. And he – this horse qualified for the Derby, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Here's my theory on this. If he was very good, wouldn't he have run in the Derby? No, because it's Chad Brown, and he's won the Preakness two times, skipping the Derby and running in this race. Because Chad Brown, like many of the new trainers, spoiler alert, what we're going to talk about next, does not view this as a series of races. They view it as three individual races. Okay, they don't don't care. People used to argue with me about that, and I said – Chad Brown has skipped the Derby now three times to try to win the Preakness. I'm so, not right. yes, some people oh, don't some... care about the Derby and just try yeah. to go for one of these three legs that make the most sense for their horse. Okay. Well, that, that's what this is. That's what okay. this has become. Whether you want to accept it or not, that's what it is. Well, I, I'm, I'm, that's not it. I'm accepting it. I guess I just don't get quite. 
I thought it was really important to win the Kentucky Derby. It's not as important to the new age. Let me say this one more okay, time. Okay, I got it. I got you. The okay. new age trainers don't care. Okay. They don't. Okay. They just want to win a big grade one race, just okay. one or two or whatever. They don't care. They don't okay. care. They just want grade ones. And got that's it. the new age of racing, whether anybody wants to accept it or not. Okay. So that's I believe why he did it. Totally believe you. That's why he's done it three times now. <laughs> Am so I supposed to agree with the new age trainer thinking? I, well, you can agree or you cannot, but okay. if you don't accept it, then you're you're living in denial. I'm, I, no, I'm not. It's not that I don't accept it. It's yeah. just I didn't understand that. Okay, because if it was me and I had a horse that qualified for the Kentucky Derby, and I didn't run it, and I saved it for the print, I'm talking about an old age trainer. Okay, I'm talking about myself. I would run him in the Derby. Yes. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Unless I thought. He don't have a chance to win the Kentucky Derby. I'm going to get in this field with eight horses. If I trained Angel of Empire, I would be in the Preakness. You right? And the Kentucky Derby. Say, say I'm third in the Kentucky Derby. I'm a fast closing third, and Fortune jumps after the I wire. Okay. Everybody, I a thousand percent would be in this race. We are together on that. Yes. They are not going to do this. It's only yeah. going to get worse. We'll get to this in a second. Number eight, first mission for that trainer who has skipped Angel of Empire and a hit show, for that matter, out of this race. But he does have first mission. So the eight horse, first mission for Brad Cox. Mm -hmm. uh, look, I, I think he's the second most likely winner. What do you think about him? I think you're probably right. He just hasn't done it. You know what I'm going to say. He just hasn't done enough for me. Yeah. So. I think if Mage runs his race, he's he's going to beat him. Yeah. But I but you know two straight wins. But he's only ran three times. Uh, very impressive uh, when he broke his maiden. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him break his maiden the first time. He did not. Uh, but he did the second, and then he went to Keeneland and won the Lexington, which is uh, it's a Grade Three, one by a length and a half. You can argue that he beat anybody. I don't think so. So. I'm not real impressed with him, but he's probably the logical second. I, I went into this thinking I was going to pick first mission to win. Uh, cashed on him nice in the Lexington. Thought he was was solid in the Lexington for sure. Thought he was really, really good. Uh, I think he can improve. But you go back and you look at his race in the Lexington. It's not as good as Mage's Florida Derby. It's not as good as Mage's Kentucky Derby. So you're betting first mission for two reasons. One, you think he is going to improve once again off the Lexington to the Preakness, which is very possible. I'm not saying it's not. So you got to think that either, hey, he's going to do that, or B, Mage is just going to not run quite as well. And if he doesn't, first mission is the one that can pick it up. I like that he's got early speed. I like that he's drawn to the outside. I think he turns for home and he takes over the lead. I think Mage gets him late. That's that's just how I see this race unfolding. Um, his his Lexington was good. It's not good enough to win this one. Hopefully, the distance will help him. I mean, I think that's that's kind of the bottom line on it. I what I I just a lot of people think National Treasure is the speed demon that's going to get to the lead. I really think First Mission will track him. I think he'll be right off of him. Oh, I do too. So we'll he'll see. He's two winning races. He's been two. He's been right there. I mean, you look at you look at the Lexington. He was second behind 
Arabian lion. Well, Arabian lion's faster than anybody in this race. You know, yeah. you look at the maiden that he won. He was second. Then he took over, you know, even, even the six furlong sprint, he was third, only two behind at, at, at the, at the, yeah. I think he will. He may even he may even be on the lead. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I think the four coffee with Chris is probably going to fly out there. I forgot about him. Yeah, I forgot about him. But he's he's the definition of well, he's most likely. I should say the definition of cheap speed. So yeah, he's um, if you don't know what you're doing and you're at the track and you look over at the back stretch and he's four lengths ahead, you say, God, he's going to win easy. That's what that's what he's going to be. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if Mage bounces, though, who is running down first mission? Nobody. I think first mission. I think you're right. Yeah. That, look, I, I, I really don't think first mission is like this amazing horse that's, that's going to be a, a world beater. But he has drawn a field here that is pretty perfect for him. And if the favorite doesn't show up with his best race, he should probably beat the rest of these. Uh, I mean, national treasure. He should. He's probably better than him, right? Well, I'm going to make a statement that's probably going to get blasted. I think this is the weakest Preakness field I ever saw. It's not great. And I, I'm going to make another statement. I think I think it's a high probability we're going to have a horse that's won two legs of the Triple Crown and might win the other one. And he's not that good. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that too. It might. I mean, it might be. It might be. And it, it, so Jared says Brad Cox has never won a Preakness. Well, when you don't run your horses out of the Derby to the Preakness, that's problem number one, <laughs> right? That's a huge problem because most years your best horses are in the Kentucky Derby, and he won't that's run true. them back. I didn't know that Brad Cox ran in the brace. <laughs> and so oh, then I'm not even going to acknowledge oh, that. So he does have a situation this year, though, where it's a late developer and he's got a shot finally with it. But look, if this horse had developed a month earlier, he would have been in the Derby for sure. And then that would have been it. it that's yeah. true. That's so true. That, that's what it was. And I mean, give me a break. Warriors Charge, <laughs> Preakness horse, was not good enough to win. This horse is. And also, Warriors Charge ran in a very tough version, I think, of the Preakness. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Warriors Charge. Honestly, if he was in this race, could he not get second? <laughs> I just don't think this field's worth a shit. No. I don't. No. I think it's weak. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to say other than that. Uh, all right, you're going Mage on top. I'm guessing, correct? Yes, definitely. All right, me too. If he runs his race, I think he wins, and I don't. I don't know that it's close. I was analyzing it like this. If you think it's a 50-50 shot that Mage is going to show up with his best race, he's probably the play because I think he's going to be even money, which means he's got a 50% chance to win. You don't think he'll go below even? I think he'll be even. Maybe he's four to five, but I mean, I think he's right around even. If you think it's a 50-50 chance he's going to show up with his best race, well, his best race is going to win. So I think I think you play him. That's that. That was kind of my logic on it because I tried to go other ways. It's like, well, look, it's going to be even money. I think it's a 50 50 shot. He shows up with his best race. His best race wins. It just makes sense. So, yeah. and if if he doesn't show up with his best, you got to cover yourself with first mission. And, uh, you know, if, you, if you're a believer in national treasure, that's just how I look at it. It's a simple race to me. Yeah. 
Uh, Dennis says his second best race wins it too. I agree. <laughs> I think if he runs his Florida Derby effort, yeah, first mission or national treasure or whoever you're projecting to really improve in this race can beat him. Can but I think they can, but I think it's no, I disagree. I still think he wins, but I think it's close. Do you? Yeah. Okay, let's think back to that race and the kick that Forte had to have to beat him. Do they have that? I don't think so. No, that's what I'm saying. His second yeah. best race wins. I still think his second best race wins. But I said it's going to be closer. Be close. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it will. Mage got the perfect trip in the Derby. He was 16th and was wide the whole turn in the whole stretch. Yeah. I think he got. Did he get a pace set up that helped him? Yes, but I don't think he got a perfect trip. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So that is for sure. I just feel like, uh, okay, we're not giving Forte enough credit for what he did in the Florida Derby. I think I think those two horses are going to see that horse's ahead and running like that and going to say, hell, I can't catch him. I ain't going to try to. It well, takes think, guts to go get that horse. I think you're right. I think Forte showed a lot of heart. And I think Mage kind of, now that we have a full kind of aspect of what he is and how he ran in the Derby, I think Mage got by Cyclone Mischief in the Florida Derby and kind of kind of idled a little bit. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I I But, yeah, you got to give Forte credit. I mean, he went and got him. And uh, you don't see that very often, like you said. Yeah. All right. How, how do we fix the Preakness, Papa dude? You tell me. <laughs> You're the expert. I, I you tell me. I don't know. I there's a simple solution, I think, and they're not going to do it. Add an extra week. Make it three instead of two. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't see help. that would screw anything up. I, I really. don't think adding an extra week is going to do anything. You don't think so? If, do you if, something if that works on them? If you're going to go down the road of changing the schedule. Honestly, to appease the trainers that we have up and coming right now, you're going to have to add three weeks. You're, it's going to have to be like five between. Well, they won't run it like month, month, month even. I don't even think they'll do that. You look at like a guy like Brad Cox. He ran instant coffee in January in the Lecompte. The Risen Star is coming up in February, and he goes, oh, no, we're not running in the Risen Star. That's way too quick back. Yeah. A month? So I don't think spacing it out is actually going to help. What if they raise Unless the they purse. really space it out. And that's crazy to do that. Raising the purse wouldn't matter either, would it? They have raised it already. Um, I, I, Samich's big proponent that I'm kind of, and Curtis is kind of bringing this up a little bit too. I'll throw that comment up. I saw it earlier, uh, Curtis. Uh, to kind of bring back the, hey, the, the horses that run, the, the Triple Crown Challenge in the 80s and 90s he's talking about increase uh, the win in your in races, do away with the supplemental fee, all that kind of stuff for sure. But the big thing about the triple crown challenge is you, you, you have a bonus for horses that run in all the races and do the best. Right. Or as Samich said, if you ran in the Derby and you come, come to Pimlico and win the Preakness, you get a huge bonus uh, on top of that, that yeah. purse that you would already win. I, I used to, you know, even, even as far back as like, or, you know, as close as last year, I was like, they just got to space this out. But the more you study the patterns of the modern day trainer, the, the spacing is not going to matter. They're going to find excuses not to do it. They're going to find excuses 
not to run in it, no matter what. Well, I think it's all money is it's about the only thing you can try. Then when you talk about spacing it out too, then you get involved in tradition. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and the old timers and, 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 and a lot of new new guys too are going to say it's not the same thing. They didn't win it the way everybody else did. Will yeah. it cheapen winning the triple crown? If it they definitely win? will. And as Davey says, where is the challenge? There, it's it's there. It, it's meaningless in my opinion if you do it. Yeah. Um, well, it, I guess it's just become not that important to win the triple crown. It, there, bingo. I think. For a lot of guys, that is an accurate statement. Not for everybody, and definitely not for fans. The fans still care about it. I yes, still care definitely. about it. But you can't tell me that these modern guys really care about it. If he doesn't win, if Mage doesn't win Saturday, they nobody cares about the Belmont except horse racing fans. I mean, right. big-time horse racing fans. Yeah, Nobody will even care. No, if 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 he wins, we'll we'll be that oh, week in Belmont. We'll be everywhere talking. It, it will. No, there is talking about it. And yeah. if he loses, nobody will know the Belmont's going to happen. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. But so the fans are still huge into it. It's still a huge marketing ploy. There's, I mean, there's all kinds of things. It's it's great, but they've got to find a way to get these guys in the races because. You said it. Okay, you win the Derby. That's never easy. Give a ton of credit. You won oh, the yeah. Derby, and it's with a fantastic effort. This ain't as this is not a Triple Crown series. There's there's no horse from the Derby other than the winner in the race. That's unbelievable. And, and the other, I mean, it's like we got National Treasure. He was fourth in the Santa Anita Derby. His last out, you know. I mean, you do have First Mission. That's that's a, a horse that at least has a couple wins. Got a win last time out. It, it's. It's crazy when you look at this field. It's when you look at the field, okay, I agree. National he ran against tougher horses in the Florida Derby. Absolutely, <laughs> you're probably right. Well, because Forte was in it, right? But you look at National Treasure first match. Okay, he can make a argument for the and Blazing Sevens qualified for the Kentucky Derby. So okay, him chase, chase the chaos in a Triple Crown race, and I'll probably go win now. Just like Rich Strike, but. You know, coffee with Chris has, has some nice wins at small track. These are not triple crown horses. They're just not. Yep. And I don't know. It's not a very sexy field, that's for sure. But the fact that the Derby uh, winner is in it yeah. makes it. Makes it, oh, it helps a lot. And, William, you're probably right. It's probably too strong to say that horsemen don't care let me ask you this. I don't think horse, I don't think it's the importance has been, is, is, I don't think it's as important to people as it used to be. Let me ask you this. Any what horseman is, would want to win a triple crown, but some of these newer guys that have the majority of the horses, I don't think they really, that's in their mind. Well, let but, me ask you this. Mm -hmm. What has happened to the ultimate boss of the horse, the owner? Has the trainer got too much power now? I mean, if if I had a horse that was triple crown worthy, I'd tell that trainer put him in there. Well, but you you and I having a horse is different from the majority of people that have the big horse. They're going to. I want to stress majority of people because this is not all people, but a lot of the guys or gals or groups that have these horses, 
they're they're racing to breed. They're not really right. racing to race. But don't you have to win a quality race to get that big time money? You have to win the breeding shed. You don't have to win the Preakness. You just have to win a like a big race somewhere. But this, I mean, multiple races sure help, but. I would think this would qualify as a big race. It would be one, but again, you've got too many of them all around and that you don't have to run on two weeks rest to, to run in. And that's. Okay. That's I'm where the another one. Yep. Do we not have enough guys getting great horses? Are there just a few that are getting these right. great horses? And maybe that's an issue, but I don't yeah. know what to do about that. But I, I don't know what you do, but that is, that is the, the biggest issue in my opinion is that the game who's in the game has really shrunk and the big boys have the big horses and then they get, they all give them to just a handful ish of trainers and they're kind of just running the game. Right. And, yeah. and no matter what we want them to do or as betters or fans or whatever, they're kind of just going to do what they want to do. And they've kind of got it all planned out and set up. And that's, yeah, that's well, where it is. You can't really knock a guy for doing that. Can you? It's I not, mean, it's not the old mentality of we got to be sportsmen. It's, it's just the, we're going to do, we have this plan to get this horse to the breeding shed. This is the path we're going to take to do it. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. I haven't gone back. We didn't get into it. And D Wayne, of course you weren't even born when he was really going and well, you might've been, I just wonder back in those days, was he the only one? No, I, I mean, you have a lot of big time competitors winning big races. No, I mean, I, I think D Wayne is the least of the problem. No, I'm not talking about as a problem. I was wondering if there weren't as many, like you got Cox, you got Brown, you got uh, Bafford, you got uh, Mott, you got who else is, uh, who am I leaving out? Uh, Pletcher, you know, you got a lot of them. And I'm wondering maybe if you just had, there wasn't as many. I don't know. I'm going to tell you what minimized the crown because it's not the Breeders' Cup. I, I respectfully, I disagree, William. Winning it, it happening, I think that's what minimized it. The fact that they won a couple times. Yeah, when I was, when I look back at Dave Brown, that was nuts when people thought Greg Brown was going to do it. California Chrome, people were going crazy. American Pharaoh was unbelievable. It's all we talked about. Even when Justify won, people were so excited. I think now that it's been done and it hasn't that that 37 year cloud isn't hanging around, I think it's lessened it. And I think people, I think people in winning it twice for sure, uh, Dennis. Uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, people now all of a sudden, well, that's been done. And I think it, I think for that mystique to build back, we're gonna have to wait a while. And I I was on with Patrick, our buddy Patrick, once on uh, his show, and 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 he was saying, you know, I think people are used to it now. People are expecting it now. I said, yeah, and then wait when we go 37 years without and people will be saying it'll never happen again. Yeah. I see what I, that makes as a good point. Yeah. I think maybe what William might've been meaning too with the Breeders' Cup, the fact that the purses are so high in the Breeders' Cup now yeah. might be something that they're focusing more on than they used to. That could be. That's part of it. Yeah, you're you're playing more of the long game for the whole season. You yeah. know, I it, it, I shouldn't have. It's not a bad comment. I I just don't I just don't necessarily agree that that's what spoiled it on its own. How about that? Well, I'll be honest with you, and I and this is for ninety percent 
of the horse racing fans. Until we got into it, I didn't even know they had a Breeders' Cup. Cup. I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, right. But I sure do now, and a lot of people do now, because I think they play it up more now than they used to, and those purses are so high. Yeah. And no, I mean, there's a lot of races scattered throughout the year. The purses are – maybe that's hurt a little bit, too. We have some races where the purses are very high. They focus on getting in them into them sometimes too. I don't, of course, those are for the older horses mostly. But well, I think I think look, uh, you know, the Haskell is a Grade One race, right? The Haskell means yeah. just as much as the Preakness if you're not going for the Triple Crown. That's that's true. Okay, um, you, you got the Travers, obviously. I mean, that's you got the Pennsylvania Derby, same kind of thing. Yeah, the Pennsylvania Derby, as far as breeding goes, and. All that it it means just as much as the Preakness, and I think instead of people going, all right, we got to get this, we got to get these three races. They're so important. They're going to hold on. We could go win the Haskell. We could. We don't have to push our horse to do anything. We'll go win the Haskell. We could go to the Traveler. Yeah. There's a oh, lot you can win. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And and you know what? I don't think there's anything you can do about it. I just don't. No. And like I say, they do train them different than they used to. Let me. I'm, I would like to do a study to the price you get for breeding a horse now compared to 30 years ago. I bet it's so much more money that you can make in the breeding shed than you used to. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I kind of hate to throw money at it too, uh, Dennis, because you do see, you know, big time purses, and and there's people still are we're getting smaller fields at times. So I I know that's probably not going to fix it. Uh, but it, it's it's something they could at least try. Um, and then to get get this, if nobody from the Derby runs in it still, well, then they're not really out any money. If it's like a Derby bonus type of money, I don't know. Uh, uh, Davey says, what if the Preakness became a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup? Would that increase its fields and popularity? I it don't. Is anyway, isn't it? No, it's not. I don't. I mean, but you're going to be in the Breeders' Cup if you win it, aren't you? It's not an official Breeders' Cup winning you're in, but yes. Um, but you don't get that paid entry and trip. Okay. I don't think it would make much of it. I think it's a good idea to try it. I don't. I'm skeptical how much difference it would make in it. The Haskell is a winning you're in. Their fields are pretty similar since since they've made it a winning you're in. Um, but it's 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 worth trying. I would say yeah. that. Right. Sure. Um, Walter said, did we talk about perform at all? Yeah, we think perform is an underneath type. Uh, we think he's going to come running late. If you want to take a little bit better of a price and you're going to get on red route one or blazing sevens, then you could take perform and we think perform is going to come running. So don't know if he can win that. That was kind of our, our thought on perform. We think performs high performance level is third or fourth. <laughs> second if everything breaks perfect he could get up for second but yeah, yeah i i think that's probably where where he's at yeah i would agree um all right any any final thoughts uh before we move on no you've uh you've you've, you've enlightened me on several things but i don't i don't i didn't know again i'm not sitting here trying to make stuff up i follow trainers patterns and well we've seen it in the last it's years. crazy yeah. I, and it's it's getting worse from trainers who are the youngest in the game or the newest in the game, and that's a very scary situation. Yeah, because even well, even if you look back, you don't have to look back like twenty years. Just look back ten and look how different it is versus right yeah. now. 
I never remember only one horse in the race from the Kentucky Derby. Last year. Oh, there was only one. I thought there was two. No, that epicenter was it, unless I'm forgetting about somebody. God. I think I think he was it. Let me see. I double check that. I'm 99.9%. Now, well, we did have a horse from the Kentucky Oaks, and that really helped. Okay. Uh, we did have Secret Oath last year, but I think yeah, maybe that's Derby, we just had the one. Let's okay. see. I'll read off the let's get let's let's do this. I'm gonna read off the field. You tell okay. me which is better. Okay, okay. You had early voting, you okay. had epicenter, you had creative minister. Now he did run on Derby Day, but not in the Kentucky Derby. All right. You had Secret Oath, obviously Kentucky Oaks winner. I'm sorry, you did have two. You or you had three. I'm sorry, I really screwed That's that what up. I thought. You had uh Skippy Longstocking, who wasn't, but you had simplification mm -hmm. and you had Happy Jack. So you did have three out of it. Much better field than this one. Um, so yeah, you had you had the Chad Brown horse who was lost by a nose in the wood, and then you had Epicenter second in the Kentucky Derby. You had create creative minister, a huge allowance winner. You had the Kentucky Oaks winner in Secret Oath. Skippy hadn't done much up to that point. Uh simplification, you know, uh, obviously yes. ran very well in the Kentucky Derby. Arm and Axe sucked, Fenwick sucked, and then Happy Jack was at least he was out of the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, so it's 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 comparable, I guess. I think it's a little. I think it's a little better than this one. When's the last time a horse won the Preakness from the Kentucky Derby that was not contending for the Triple Crown? I want to say Exaggerator, and that would have been 2016. That's off the top of my head, though, Dennis. I'm not. I don't know that for sure. Let me look. Let me pull up the Preakness winners. Let me double check that. Exaggerator finished second in the Derby in 16 and then beat Nyquist uh, at Pimlico uh, in the slop, which Exaggerator, a big slop horse. Uh, cloud computing was not in the Derby. A uh, War of Will. War of Will is actually the answer. 2018 War of Will. He was the one that got almost knocked down in the Derby. Yeah. In the year, and he did come back and win the Preakness. So, uh, but then after that, let's see, early voting, Ron Bauer, Swiss Skydiver. Of course, she ran in the Oaks. That was a, that was a COVID year. Very weird year. Yeah. Can't um, count that one. War of Will, of course, Justified, Triple Crown, Cloud Computer, uh, Cloud Computing, Exaggerator, Pharaoh and Chrome were Triple Crown runners. And then Oxbow 2013 was the other one. Um, so there you go. Another great horse. Yep. Uh, you look back as I look back through this 2011 Shackleford Derby runner won the Preakness 2010 looking at lucky Derby, uh, also ran won the Preakness 2007 Curlin. I mean, this happened, it's happened a lot. Mm -hmm. Now lead Alex, um, a lot. Yeah. So, and that trend has, uh, been the other way and it will go, uh, the other way for the fourth straight year. We know that for sure. Yeah. It's either going to be Mage or a new shooter. All right. Any, like I said, any final, final thoughts, final words? Nope. I think we've Great. got it. I think we've got it analyzed. I think we do too. <laughs> 47 minutes to tell you Mage is going to win it and there's no fixing the triple crown. Yes, yeah, right. We already knew that. So we, we are not smart enough to fix the triple crown. If the, Trainers won't run their horses in the three races. That's <laughs> hard to fix that. So there's one simple solution: get the trainers to run. <laughs> the, the, oh. the path to do that is going to be tough.
Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see what it'll happens. be interesting. I, you know, we, and I don't care. And I'm not a major fan at all. We need him to win. Cause then that's, yeah. that's true. Hey, I ran my ass off in the Kentucky Derby and I came back two weeks later and ran my ass off and won again. Hey, you other, you other guys can do it too. <laughs> I am pumped. Uh, I'm pumped up if Mage wins this thing for sure. Um, it, it'd be great to see a, a horse go for the triple crown. Um, like I said, as fans of the game, we still love it. We still want it. We still oh, think yeah. it's really, really important. Um, yep. And I would love to see uh, another bid for it. Uh, it's it's I'm great. Rooting for it. I'm rooting for it. I've seen two of them in live and in person. There's nothing like them. I mean, um, hopefully, hopefully we get a shot to see a third one. I, I yeah. we should, but we we'll shall see. see. That's why it's a horse race. That's right. All right, Dennis. Playoff time. He says, "Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna do <laughs> a, a quick, a quickie here, Dennis. Five minutes." Um, Papa, do you have questions as well? I do. Okay. Well, we're gonna you're going to love them. We're going to spend two minutes on this. <laughs> no, they're not. No. Oh, God. All, All right. right. <laughs> the NBA's got the Lakers. They got the Nuggets. We got the, we've got, uh, who we got? Sixers, or no, the Heat, and we've got the Celtics. Six. All right. Who's winning? Who's winning the championship? Oh, okay. Well, let's see. I think Denver's going to beat the Lakers. We said before it all started, Denver had to do something to prove to us that they were good enough. Well, they've won two rounds, and they won game one. I kind of think they're going to win tonight pretty easy, but, you know, we'll see. So I think they're going to come out of the West. I just don't think the Lakers have enough because I think LeBron has slipped a little bit. I think age is starting to catch up to him, although he's still good, and he's capable of pulling off a a big game. But I think he's starting to, you know – Big plays, just can't quite make it anymore. Um, that other one is the one that I'm stuck on, the Heat and the Celtics. I, I just – Boston, there's something wrong with Boston. I'm leaning towards the Heat. Uh, I'll have more of a definitive answer for you after game two. Uh, I just like the way the Heat are playing. They're tough. And, and here's the thing. If they can get past Boston, they get their point guard back yep. for the finals. And if it's the Nuggets and the Heat, I'm going the Heat. Saying that would that not be amazing if that happened? Because you don't see lower seed teams in the NBA win the playoffs very often. You see it in hockey, some, but you don't see it in the NBA very much. But they're playing as well as anyone. They got to keep shooting the ball the way they are, and I don't know if they can do that. Um, but if they can get to the finals uh, and get their point guard back. And they're playing a team that doesn't have a history of winning. I I'll go with the Heat every day. I I just can't take the Celtics. I just can't. I'm going Heat. I'm going Nuggets. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go Nuggets. I think the chicken nuggets. Well, they're the best, but I think the chicken nuggets get it done. I'll say right now, I wouldn't bet a nickel on any of them. I'm not. I, I just wouldn't. I'm just not that. I don't know. I'm, I'm not interested in this this year. I'm a little bit interested in the Heat, simply because they're coming from nowhere. Yeah, I, I get it. That's fair. The Nuggets, I just can't get into them. Even though I think they're really good, I just don't like watching them. I never have. Um, I don't like Boston. I hate Boston. I always have. The Lakers, I like. 
I just don't think they're that good. <laughs> just there's something they're just not they're not deep enough or something. I don't know what it is. But I can't keep from watching the hockey. So hockey, yeah, we'll go to hockey after I I got to address Rob's comment here. Okay. This was a pin throw for me, Rob. So I, I went four out of five at Indiana Grand on a, uh, or excuse me, on Horseshoe, Indianapolis. Uh, I can't remember. 50, it was either 54 or 81. I think it's $81 ticket for the late pick five. I went four out of five. That was the race I lost. Um, I, I have no idea what Florentiru was doing on the, on the rail horse. I, I just, all the credit in the world to the, to the winner at 33 to one, put away dude in Colorado, strong race, really strong race. I have no idea how the one doesn't win that race. No idea. Anyway. All right. Let's talk about the NHL playoffs. Uh, uh, that I was so mad. Doc texted, doc texted me after that. And he's like, what, how did that just happen? I was like, well, the 11 ran huge and Drew fucked up. All right. Let's go on now to the NHL. Uh, let's talk about the playoffs here. Florida going to go up uh, tonight against Carolina and then tomorrow night, Vegas and Dallas. All right. Who's winning the NHL? Who's winning the Stanley cup? Whoa. I got to pick Stanley cup. Okay. I really like Vegas. I just was impressed with the way they beat Edmonton. Dallas is going to be a tough out. They really are. Vegas got the home ice advantage. I like them in the West. I feel pretty good about that one. Although Dallas will be tough to beat. The other one, you know, I'm pretty high on Carolina. I have been. I love the way they play. They're the same every night. They don't go set, you know, play a seven to six game one night and one to nothing the next. It's pretty much even Steven every night. They may go off and score some goals one night, but the other team doesn't. So <laughs> I love the way they play. I love the consistency. But Florida is playing lights out. The whole thing depends. Does their goal tending? Hold up. And there's no reason to think it's not. They remind me so much of the Blues in 2019 when everything clicked the last six weeks of the season. So I'm going Florida. And Florida and Vegas will be a tremendous series. Uh, might as well stick with the Panthers because that's who I want to root for. Florida. Florida's winning it. I really think they're going well, you to. You called that a long time ago. So, <laughs> yep, I really think they're going to. I think I love their team. They they were very lucky to get in, but they got in, and now they here did. they are. And I I think they're the team to beat. And I know. Now, Go ahead. The one caveat: uh, those, those two Dallas and the, and Golden Knights. I haven't gotten right a lot in the playoffs, and you know I. I, I just have a tough time predicting those two teams. Carolina yeah. and Florida have been the exact opposite. I, I've I've had a good feel for when they're going to play well, when they're going to win. On the other side, I, I just have, haven't had much of a, a feel. Well, I got so, Vegas right against Edmonton. Yeah, almost, you did. Uh, almost every time. Uh, Edmonton just didn't have enough on the back end. And um, their role players didn't help their studs, you know. Uh, so that I did. Okay. Now I didn't do very well with Vegas in the series before that, but, uh, um, so anyway, and then, um, Dallas, I just liked them better than Seattle. So I picked them, I think almost every game. So I, the one Seattle one, I didn't get right. Caroline, I've done real well with, with, and Florida, once I got past the Boston thing, yeah. 
And I was going to say, you know, I know people in Boston are sick about what happened, you know, having that great year and then get eliminated in the first round. But with each win Toronto or uh, uh, Florida gets, the pain should be easing just a little bit because you lost to a team that's playing extremely well. Yeah, I know that doesn't help much. But anyway, you got really unlucky. You you caught a team that, that had better players than their record. Yes. And you still should have beat them. You had them up three, one and two of the last three games at home and you had opportunities and you just, you couldn't beat them and you should have beat them, but you know, I thought they lost that series when they, I think it was game six. They scored that game that the shorthanded goal Mm -hmm. to take a one goal lead in the third period. It was like six minutes left, seven minutes left. It was, it was towards the end of the period and they got outscored three to nothing at last bit that's where they lost it i text you when they scored that goal i said surely that's it yeah yeah and then in like 10 seconds it was it was tied again i was like well guess what it wasn't it (laughs) that's that's where florida won the series and and got the momentum to move on and uh, they just destroyed toronto even though i thought toronto played pretty well um they still beat them so this is a key game tonight this is one to watch. We'll find out a lot tonight. This is two really good teams. I agree. Big game tonight. All right. Questions and we're out of here. What do you got for us? Okay. This is an interesting question that came up. Uh, I think we've all been in a situation like this. Uh, we got invited to a, I don't want to say it was a swanky dinner, but it kind of was. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know that's hard to believe. Where was it at? Let's talk about that first. Cause oh, swanky it was that, to you might not be the same as other well, people. Well, it was, it's a kind of a it's, it's swanky casual. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Ozark Mill? Yes. Okay, that's where it was. Okay. And it was uh, my daughter-in-law um, on Sandy side works for Kansas City Life Insurance Company, and and her her branch office won an award. So the parent company came down to give them the award. And she invited us to come to the dinner. Okay. Amongst, along with her parents, uh, her best friends. Uh, so it was these rich guys and the misfits. Okay. Okay. So we're, there's like 12 of us at the misfits. Okay. So the question is this. Okay. They did the awards first, which I, I'd never seen that. I thought they usually ate first. And then it was a buffet, and it was really nice and everything. The question is, if you're not really there for a particular reason, you just got invited because you knew somebody, mm-hmm. how long do you have to stay after you eat? Oh, good one. Well, uh, it was I, funny what our table decided, but anyway. Immediately. <laughs> I, think, I think you're immediately gone after you, you ate. Yep. We get, you know, we're just kind of standing over there before this all started because we, we just knew each other. We didn't right. know anyone that was actually involved in the right. award ceremony. It was kind of like we were the extras in a movie or something, you know, we're just kind of over there. So this couple that was sitting there, that was Rihanna, she's sister-in-law's best friends, were sitting there by us and they're nuts. And we were talking and, and I just, I said, okay, tell me. So here's what we decided. It was 7.35 at the time. Okay. 
and we had just finished eating. So we said, okay, eight o'clock and we're out here. So 30 minutes. 25. 25. Yeah. 25 minutes. It worked. That's exactly what happened. I, I think that's what you do. Um, if you, <laughs> if it's you that's like getting recognized, you probably have to wait till everybody clears. Oh, out. you have to be there the whole time. Yes. I think about when Slim got that award that we went to at the Breeders' Cup uh, the night before. We we stayed until everybody was gone, pretty much. But we also were jackassing around too. Well, so you knew was, the you knew the recipient of the award. Yeah, but we didn't know a lot. Hardly. Yeah. Well, I mean, we knew maybe six or eight people there. So. Well, our thinking. And by the way, you know who I felt like because I because I this gal was sitting across. I said, "Let me ask you a question." I felt it exactly like Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm. That would be something he yep. would ask. Yeah, for sure. He would be worried about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah, that's when you get out. And we all decided, you know what? No one's even going to know we left. So that was kind of a determining thing, too. That was a, yeah, that's a big part of it, yeah. And the bar closed at 8 o'clock. Well, <laughs> that, they made the decision for you. So That's a sign it's time to go. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad we solved that one. <laughs> all right. Are you ready for some really doozies? Here we go. Yeah, I'm ready. How many? No, we all talk to our pets. Sure. Like they're humans. Yep. How many words are in a dog's vocabulary? <laughs> How many do you think they actually know? Well, they know their name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they know, like, uh, you know, go for a walk or go for a ride. Yeah. Um, they Time know to eat. eat and they're like whatever you call their food. Um, yeah, you want a treat? Treat, yeah, you know, they know sit, shake. All Where's that. your ball? They, if they have a ball, probably more than we would think. Probably, do they know 50? Maybe, yep. <laughs> Maybe. I had what knew what take a bath was, yeah. Well, that's true. You think of some of the bad things that, yeah, they know that, they know that, yeah. 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 Try not to tell them. Try not to teach them. I always tried not to teach them. Don't go to the vet. Yeah. <laughs> We're going well, to Dennis, Dennis says don't say the, that word because his dog's sitting right there. <laughs> you see dog? Yeah. Here, let me take this down. Uh, see her there, guys? She's waiting. She's ready to go. Yeah, yeah you are, aren't you? You've got to wait. you got to wait oh. for <laughs> all right. So, I thought that was a great question. How because we all talk to him like they understand everything. Now, I think a cat knows every word you say. <laughs> Maybe. Last night the cat was was laying on Heather's lap and Philly wanted outside and Heather looked at that cat and said, "All right, Darby, let's go let Philly out." And the cat jumped up and went to the door. And waited for Heather to get there. So I definitely think they know every word. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Ready? This is really a good one. How many? How many? How many pairs of pants do you own? Well, as in <laughs> jeans, accounts. Jeans and dress pants. Yeah. Uh, four. <laughs> That's not sweatpants, right? No. <laughs> That's just jeans and dress pants. You own way more shoes than you do pants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Four pair of pants. Oh, that is unreal. <laughs> I think I probably have 10. 
I've pants. got two two dress pants and two <laughs> jeans. <sighs> I did have two, but I I bought two more. Oh, that's good. Okay, here's a good that's one. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> did you ever eat Play-Doh as a kid? Oh yeah. <laughs> was this a specific color that you liked? <laughs> Whatever that was in front of me, probably. <laughs> it tastes uh it's salty, very, very salty. salty. Very salty. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we all have. Now I didn't like have when it's a plate, I'm gonna eat it. But yeah, I put it well, I, you, I used to eat you're it. Sitting I, there I, mean, I put it in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. I used to sit there messing with it one day. So, yeah. you know, Play-Doh, that's a wonderful invention. <laughs> you can kill a lot of time with Play-Doh. You know, it, it was fun. Not even the dumb one, but I ate Play-Doh, yeah. I think everybody has it. Well, Dennis probably has it. Dennis, Dennis doesn't sound like he's ate it. So he said, it, well, healthy, it smells great. <laughs> it does smell I great. definitely ate Play-Doh. <laughs> it does smell great. It does. It's yes. One of those things. It's like, it's like uh, airplane glue. It doesn't. It is, yeah. It doesn't taste that good, though. No, no, no. You don't want to have it for a snack. No. no. Even with chocolate on it or caramel. It no, <laughs> no. It's a little bit too salty. Somebody needs to come up with the ingredients for Play-Doh, because I bet it would be fun to make some. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, you know what? I've made it. Have you? At school? Yes. Yeah, they used to make it. They no, make slime at school, too. Yeah, and I don't that know. That slime is cool to play with, too. Yeah. I can't, I'm not sure it was like, re, it wasn't like good Play-Doh, but you could make a version of it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. All right, here's another one for all you clowns that are still there. Do you yeah. check yourself out when you walk by a window? Like a, yeah. like a glass window, do you look at your reflection in the window? You liar. I don't. Why would I lie about that? What is my motivation? To okay, lie? I don't do it here all the time. Not, you know, I walk by glass door window all the time and I don't do it, but sometimes I do. No. If I'm getting ready like to like to go to that dinner the other night, I had to kind of I didn't really dress up, but well, if, me, you, if you are at an event where that is important, maybe <laughs> I mean, yes, I've done it, but not, I don't do it every time. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Okay. All right. What is something you are good at that's better than a big majority of the public? Besides uh, picking horse races. Nothing. Something you, you you feel pretty good about how how good you are at it. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. No. You don't feel like you're better at something than the, the more than the average people. Well, I think I think horse racing for sure. Um, <laughs> that can't. That, that's your job. As a, as I got a five to two winner home in the first uh, race here at, at Well, we know you're better at that. Um, I know something you're better at than most. What? Putting. Yeah, I think I think around the greens of a golf course, I'm probably better than a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, a huge majority of the people. Yes. Yeah. 
I, I can chip and putt very well. And, and you're a very good putter. I don't know how well, well I could do now because I haven't played in years. But you know, yeah. I think that's something that you would have to play about twice so you get that back. Yeah, that that's all about feel. I I, yeah. I think you're right about that. Um, take a while. I I I was the best hockey player in our in our uh, town growing up. Yeah, you but didn't have a whole there, lot of competition, but there was only like eight or nine people. <laughs> well, you were the top of the. You were number one out of eight. That's. <laughs> I I I feel like I I could have played hockey somewhere. I was I was. Decent. Yeah, you were kind of a natural. Yeah, I liked it. I would agree with that. Uh, I'm a great speller. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. I guarantee you. Yes. You put a hundred people down. I'll finish in the top ten. I agree. I could vouch for that one. Now I have to see the word. Like if I was at a spelling bill. Well, to be fair, if I see the word, I can spell it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Say there's two spellings and one of them's wrong. I know which one's wrong. Oh, I got you. Like you're not going to say out loud how to spell. It. I would not be as good right. at a spelling bee because unless I could write write it down and see it. Yeah. Like a hard word, I've got to kind of I got to write it and see it. I right. can't just do it without seeing it written down. Yeah. But other than that, I'll I'll get it right almost all the time. And I don't know where I learned how to spell. I don't know. But I did. I because most people can't spell very well. Yeah. Some yeah. of the best students I've ever had can't spell. I, I yeah. I'm not a great speller at all. Now I'm I'm a lot better because writing articles for yes. 10 plus years makes you better at it. Um yep. and and just being aware, but uh, yeah, before that, before this website, I was horrible, and I'm still pretty bad until we hired Magic. Honestly, okay, uh, he kind of educated me on a lot about writing, not just spelling. So, yeah. I I credit a lot of mine was uh, I I did a lot of crossword puzzles when yeah. I was growing, up. and yeah. I read a lot. I read I read a lot, so I saw a lot of words. Yeah. All right, the last one. Okay, what? Part it says a kids' movie, but I'm gonna go any movie scarred you for life. Something in a movie that bothered you and I don't want to scarred, it's just it's something you still think about today that you saw in a movie. It really gave you bad dreams or you just couldn't handle it or Oh boy, tough one. What's yours? I have two. The monkeys in The Wizard of Oz scared me to death when I was yeah. little. I, I finally that. got to know that. It was about 50 before I finally got over this. The monkeys. <laughs> yeah, when the monkeys would come and carry Toto off, uh, I'd have to just bury my head in the pillow for a long time. They were scary. Big old monkeys, you know, they mm. weren't monkeys, but. We're big, you know. And then uh, I can't watch. I don't even want to go into specifics, but I can't watch any movie with a dog as one of the main characters because most of the time something bad happens to the dog. Yeah, Michael's bringing that up now. You know, burying, uh, burning the dog. Yeah. yeah. Um. Boy, I'm sitting here trying to think. There's been a few. Uh, Old Yeller was just a killer. Just, just, See, I hated that one. Yeah. Oh, but I, can't, 
I'm I'm thinking more of like scared stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but there was a it was a girl, it was supposedly a true story of a girl possessed. <laughs> and we watched that and I don't really like scary movies don't don't bother me really, but that one was weird. Like that one was like I didn't like that. I don't want to watch that again. Uh, I can't think of the name of the name of the damn movie though. But uh, yeah, that one was strange to me. That, that like I said, like like you know, just think on top of my head, like Scream or what? All those kind of like uh, Saw, all those scary movies. That doesn't bother uh, me. Really. You know, you know what those are. Yeah, and it's like it's whatever. That's just whatever. But but that one did scare me a little bit. That, that yeah, I, I don't get scared. Now there's movies that bring tears to my eyes sometimes. I can't yeah. think of one at the moment, but yeah. I have to kind of turn my head so nobody can see me. <laughs> uh, a lot of movies, and some of them have pretty good endings and it still oh, well, bothers you. So I'm trying to think of a sports movie that kind of made me... I can't think of one. But yeah, the monkeys... And I, you be, there's a lot of people that those monkeys scared to death in the Wizard of Oz. I've heard that from people before. Yeah, they're just they were scary when you were little. And uh, like I said, about fifty, I finally said, "Why in the world was I scared of those?" By the way, if Pimlico goes anything like it's going today, it's going to yeah. be a long, long. Time. <laughs> well, I thought Saturday's card was unbelievably hard. So what? Like, there's not. I, I don't. No explanation. Okay, it, what what I, what I hate about it today is I've had like six, eight, ten to one shots run second behind a twenty-six to one shot, and it's like, what the? Oh, I know. Well, let's get it all over with today. Well, I mean, this is it's not the best of horses running today, so that's part of it. But yeah. Okay, that's it. That's it. We're done with everybody here. No. That's right. <laughs> Okay. Um, all right. So we've got uh, Magic Mike coming up in about an hour and 45 minutes. And then we're going to have Blinkers Off coming on an hour after Magic Mike. At, well, let's be honest. It'll be like scheduled for 5, 5.07, 5.06, 5.08, something like that for Blinkers Off. So we got a lot coming up uh, in the next uh, few. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Just, just laughing. <laughs> I was thinking 5.15, but anyway. No, it has to. It, it, we have to go live at five oh eight, or Facebook kicks you out. Oh, that's right. So mm -hmm. we're always there, but never before. So we will be live at five oh eight for uh, Central Time for Blinkers Off. We'll talk a lot about the Preakness. Talk a lot more about it. Um, and yeah, we're gonna have some fun on the show or on the channel today. Live shows coming up uh, this week on Friday and Saturday as well as we cover the big races. I think we got about an hour on Friday and then the on uh, Saturday, I think for three-ish hours. So yep. we shall see. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, guys. We're going to get out of here. Everybody Thank have a good weekend. Thank you. I haven't seen William before. Have you, Aaron? Uh, yeah, no. I know William. Okay, I don't. But anyway, William, thanks for being on, buddy. Yeah, thanks for being on. Had some good comments for sure. Everybody else. Everybody else. We know. We know I, I know everybody else. Yeah, all the rest of you piss on you. But William, thanks for <laughs> no, showing up today. I know everybody else. All right, we're leaving. Goodbye, everybody. This is Do to Bet Sports. Do to Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Do to Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Do to Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman. And it's father the coach. Let's ride.
Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. 